Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Start off firstly, tell me how is um how's Hardstyle Rico enjoying retired life and how's he going at stud? Um, yeah, he's going very well. He's uh he's loving life at the minute. He's getting a gallop every you know, two, three days, um, free galloping, he's playing with his little ball there. He's, <laughs> he, he's um you know, he's got a he's got a routine, you know, when he goes into his empty yard, he knows his empty yard and sometimes he gets a bit cheeky, I'll send him back into his kennel and he jumps on the couch and <laughs> That's, um, yeah, so he's, uh, he's got a bit of character about him now in uh, retired life. Yep. So, no, he's going very well. He's um, served quite a few bitches now too, so, you know, we're happy with uh, the progress he's, um, he's doing, so, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just having a look um, through before at some of the, the bitches he served, and a couple took my, particularly the recent one of Sassy Riot. Obviously, you know, everyone knows those, um, those Riot dogs go well, and, yeah, it's, um, it's exciting times. Uh, it is, it is. Um, I spoke with Anthony there, and um, look, uh, he's, uh, he's he's been um, a fan of the dog for a while. And um, you know, I, I asked him, you know, Anthony, you know, have you got anything to serve? And he said, Yeah, I want to serve this bitch. And he served her. And um, I've actually got Whiskey Ride's sister um, sitting at home, uh, waiting to to serve her. So oh, um, yeah, we're going to serve a couple of handy bitches. I mean, uh, we've had um, Paul Wheeler. He's uh, served a bitch. Um, Marty Hellenin's actually rang up and is uh, he's, he's, um, getting involved as well. So yeah, yeah look, I've got um, I've got some really really uh, uh, quality breeders out there that are showing interest in Nasty Rico, which is always great. So yeah, f- fingers crossed. Yeah, and what sort of um, what sort of bitches do you think would um, would suit him? Well, at the at the minute, to, to be honest with you, you know, I I think he suits a lot out there because of his outcross. I definitely think he suits. Um, a lot of Barsha Bales, Ambora Brocky pitches, um, yep. you know, even, even uh, Fabregas pitches. Um, he, he's, uh, he's matching, like I do a few bit of test mating myself, and he matches up with quite a few pitches, so he doesn't match up with everything, but at the same time, when I bred Hardstyle Rico, when I put Bella Infrared to, to Bella Rico, the matchup, you know, 9 out of 10 would have said, eh, but, you know, so there's no rule of thumb. Yep. So... Well, I was going to say, you know, obviously Bella Infrared um, to Bella Rico produced Hardstyle Rico, and yeah, like you said, if you don't um, if you don't do your research as well, you know, there's a possibility that you're not going to get dogs like that. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly right. So I I knew the Primo Uno came out of Bella Rico, and it's um, that's one thing. There's a lot of chase down that line, and also her damn line just keeps producing um, group dog after group dog. So look, it, it's a it is a good line. Um, I mean, we've even got. Uh, Rico's brother, Black Mumbo, who's he's had a, a one litter with my brother Anthony, and we're, we're breaking in those pups, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I shouldn't uh, give the heads up, but there is a couple of pups <laughs> there that are, that are going to be stars, and yep. that's, um, that's out of Black Mumbo's obviously thrown Chase into, into his uh, pups too, so yep. um, it is a good line, um, you know, for the, for the people out there that are interested, you know, look up the line, have a look, and yep. you'll, you'll see it, it has produced um, group, group after group, you know, winners. Yep. And going back to Hardstyle Rico's career, obviously, you know, um, he was he was looking for that Group 1 and then he, he did everything right in that Melbourne Cup and then, you know, 
was it always your intention to think, okay, if he can crack this race, I'm going to retire him? To, to be honest with you, the the way he was shaping up, the way he was going, I I thought he's got he's just starting to get warm. He's just starting to find his straps. He's just starting to become a race dog. But when I started the dog off, him, I'll be honest with you, I said Melbourne Cup. The way he, he ran around Sandown, his first look, was just unbelievable. I mean, group free-for-all dogs were running those times. Uh, he was only 15 months old. Yep. So I, we said then Melbourne Cup. This dog's a Melbourne Cup dog. We'll knock the Melbourne Cup off and um, and we'll go from there. So um, and looking back now, you know, there's no regrets. Uh, I achieved, uh, well, we all achieved, well, there's a team behind Greyhound Racing, obviously, it's not just one individual person. Yeah. Um, you've got your family at home that, that, that are great support, and you know you've got a couple of guys around. I've got a couple of guys around me that are a great team, and we 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 done what we had to do with the dog, and there was nothing else to prove really. Yeah, and I suppose breaking the track record too was just icing on the cake. Could you um could you believe he went that quick? I <laughs> I didn't look at the time. I was too I was too <laughs> I, was, I was too emotional. I was too I, I was pumped. I was there was a lot of was mixed emotions at the time. I didn't even look at the clock. Um, I think Jason Adams came up to me one stage and he said, how do you feel, you know, winning the Melbourne Cup and breaking the track record? And I almost buckled at the knees when he said, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like winning the Melbourne Cup is just an achievement in itself. You, you know, you, you, you're dumbfounded in what's just happened. And then they tell you you've broken, the dog's broken the track record. You just look at the dog and you think, Jesus, how much you got in you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, for everyone that hasn't seen the footage, you, you need to jump on YouTube and, and look up the camera that they had behind the boxes because that's just one of my favourite videos ever. Your reaction, you know, even with the mask on, you still managed to just roar him home. I mean, it, it must have been an amazing feeling. Like, you were willing him to get to the front. Once he got to the front, what was that feeling like? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can swear if you like. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, look, that, that, re reliving that, once the dog found the front, I I, I went numb, but to, instead of getting emotional, I had to sort of pump myself up and, and sort of, you know, the race isn't over until it's over, and I, I just kept on, keep going, boy, keep going, boy. It was, just, it, was like I was, it was like I was riding him myself, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, if I was a bit smaller and shorter and, and tighter, I would have been a jockey, and I, I reckon I would have been a good at that. <laughs> I, I, I think you would have got done for too many, um, what is it, uh, strikes prior to the 100 metres because you were going hard that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, look, look, it was, it's a, look, it's a great feeling. Um, uh, you know, looking at the footage now myself, you know, I, I do get emotional, you know, in my own time. I don't like sure. a lot of people to see that side of me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is something really, really special and, and it touches your heart. And, you know, especially when, you know, I, I'm just a... A normal kettle, like, just like everybody else, and it, it just shows that, you know, if you stick to it, you know, you, yep. all you need is the right tools and you can do your job. Yep. So that's what I'll say to, to a lot of the younger trainers out there. All you need is the right tools, you know, focus, and you can do your job with it. And, um, you know, he, him winning that race, that was your um, last starter for a while up until um, last week when you've got some, some new ones going around. Like you said to me the other day, you know, you think he can go better, but I, I suppose it was still pleasing in itself um, how they went on debut. Yeah, that was, what was your ride? Right. That was seven months between drinks for me. Um, uh, I had the first starters, which is the next letter to, to Bella Rico. Look, they, did, they didn't show themselves up too much because they, they done a lot wrong. Um, but at the same time, they did do, you know, they did get the job done. Um, bar one of them, he comes second, which was a good run, I thought. Yep. Um, there's a lot, I think there's a little bit left in the tank with those ones. And there's a couple more handy ones coming through, brothers and sisters, for those ones as well. 
um, which obviously that's you know, Bar Shabar, Bilarico, they've got a lot of chase in them, so um, they, they will they will win races. Um, and then I've got the 11-month-old Fernando Bale to Bilarico, which is, um, I'm, I've given them a couple of ticks already just, just by seeing what they're doing. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they, they're going to turn out to be. So, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot coming through the, through the pipelines there. Yep. And can you tell me, um, you know, take me back to how you, how did you first get started in, in dog racing? Well, um, look, I've been around dogs all, all my life. Uh, basically, Dad and, and my brother were, were greyhound training um, probably 30 years, 30 odd, 40 odd years. And I was always around them as a young young fellow. And then I just, I didn't really show too much interest in the racing side. I, you know, you, you grow up a little bit. I ventured off and, you know, lived my life. And then... Yep. Sadly enough, Dad passed away oh, nine years or so now, and um, he left that one bitch that um, uh, was uh, my path princess. He, he, he left her behind, and Anthony, I moved back home, and Anthony was still doing the dogs, but he wasn't really enthusiastic. So I thought, you know what, I, I sold up a business. I was doing tow truck driving. I had my own business. I sold it up. I got involved with my brother. We we bred that bitch to stagger, and she produced Black Mumbo and Bella Rico, and yep. it was just a, a snowball effect from there. I mean, you know, once you get bitten by the bug and get that taste of success in greyhounds, and and just the temperament of the dogs, and just how well how how well you can get along with these dogs. It's not only on the racetrack, but as a, as a off the track as well. They're a great animal. So how can you not be involved? So it just snowball effect from there, Tim. Yep, and I mean, obviously, you know, for anyone who saw the the post race footage, you know. Your brother was there trackside and that. I mean, it must have just been an amazing feeling for all of his, considering you said, like you said, you've been involved in him most of your life. It, it was an amazing feeling. I mean, Anthony, to have Anthony there, look, look you know, sadly there wasn't allowed, because of the COVID, we weren't allowed people on the track. And, you know, to have at least one family member there, mum was, <laughs> mum was at home, mum was on the floor. I still got home probably three hours later. <laughs> mum was still in tears at home, so... <laughs> it, look, it was very emotional. Once I grabbed my brother, you know, we looked up at the, and said, you know, thank you, Dad, as well. You know, yeah. just for you, Dad. It, it did get a bit emotional then, but at the same time, I'm proud of my brother for for the way you know he's achieved the Group One in you know in Black Mumbo, and now I've achieved the Group One with Hardstyle Rico and a track record. And you know, it's um, happy days from here, I suppose. It's now we can enjoy it. It's not, it takes a lot of pressure off him when you when you win these yeah. group races. It takes a bit of pressure off for me anyways, you know, that now I can sort of enjoy greyhound racing a little bit easier. Don't stress as much, you know. Um, you know, maybe it's easy to say that now because I don't have hard style Rico, but... <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, happy days from here, I think. Yep, and do you do it? Are you full-time trainer now? Yeah, full-time trainer. Look, uh, you know, I've got, the, I've got two kids. Um, my missus looking after the kids. She's uh, taken over the, the hard style Rico at start. Um, you know, I'm looking after mum as well, so yep. I've got the dogs uh, pretty much full time here. So, yeah, look, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, um, but we're managing, so yeah, and we're having fun doing it. Yeah, nice. And I suppose you know, going forward, like you said, when you do, you know, win a Group One and a track record, it helps when you did it in the same race. It takes um takes a bit of the pressure off. But what what do you sort of um you know what's your aspirations now going forward? Obviously, you'd be looking forward to seeing Hardstyle Rico's pups hit the track eventually. Yeah, that's well. That's pretty much it. Um, look, I think I'll let Hartstall um, show himself up. I think you know, dogs, uh, dogs of that, you know, that caliber, they're, they're too fast not to throw on. So you know, hopefully he throws on, and you know, we get to enjoy his, his puppies race around. But you know, for me, it's um, it doesn't stop there. It, it, it 
you know, I've, I've got his mother, I'm going to have another couple of litters out of her, and I've got a couple of daughters out of her, so it's just gonna, we're going to keep going with this line and just see where it takes us, Tim, and, you know, have a bit of fun along the way. Yep, we'll, we'll remember your friends, so if um, <laughs> if you need to give, <laughs> give some of them away, I'll happily take one. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, no, no worries, I've always, look, there's always work to be done around here, so if you want to come and chip in a bit, you know, I'll look after you. <laughs> No worries. If I've got to pick up Hardstyle Rico's poos, I'll happily do it. No problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're going to have to fight my son for that. He, he tends to love doing that. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, look, it, you know, it's an amazing story. And, you know, like you said, from where you come from to, to where you are now, it's just it's amazing what one, you know, everybody says you just need that one dog. And, you know, you guys got that one dog. So it's amazing. Yeah, no, look, it is, um, you know, in saying that, you only, in, uh, look, you know, you only need that one dog to, to break a track record and do it in town. And be, but in saying that, you know, you can have five, six mediocre dogs that, that, are, that are good enough to, to take you to town and, you know, even provincial country and, and you can have a bit of fun with them too. I mean, it's, um, you know, it uh, all depends on, you know, what you've got in, in your kennel at the time, I suppose. So, um, I'll, I'll try and promote Hardstyle Rico, you know, if you... He, he's going to be, oh, hopefully he's going to be a great side, but he's going to be a good side, you know, if, you, if anyone needs a straw, you know, you can call, uh, you can look at his website or his Facebook page and uh, get in contact with me. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.